0: Welcome
1: to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the second to last edition of the Making Laps Podcast for this season. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, is my co host and brother Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. Oh, I thought he was going a little too early there. And with us on the line is our Florida connection, Florida Senator Phil Jakes. We got a good one for you. Apologies, headphones. i and I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight make it stop please how many years ago was this recorded nine nine Nine? potato ass phone
2: recorded on a
1: blackberry is it over yet no (laughs) damn it do you know us unfortunately I guess that's true <laughs>
2: It's
1: that's i appreciate the fact that he's getting into, into it that's that's
2: making this score better
1: oh he's definitely into it but uh, the frame rate's about what would you say 10 5, five to 10 yeah five.
2: Oh, they probably recorded it on one of those old webcams Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, 4.7.
1: For enthusiasm? Yes. You should hear the the rest. That's the only reason. You really should hear the rest of it just because of how much he ad libs. Oh. I didn't mean we should. (laughs) 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 Uh, I hate you. He's not going to do it, is he? No, he's oh, not. My
2: fingers
1: are sore. oh God! My fingers
2: are sore.
1: What a douche! Moving on. All right, we usually start the episodes off not just with crappy covers of Blink One Eighty Two songs, but with personal updates. Now, I'm exhausted because I spent all of my day off in the garage slinging sparks and getting stuff stuck in my flesh because I'm trying to. Oh, cat bit Jesse. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Too bad he's off camera and we're not on video. But anyway. We're really off camera. Yeah, really, really off camera. Um, yeah, I was uh, busy trying to get my new clip fitted to the rear of my race car. Spent a lot of time on that in the last few weeks, I should say. Uh, I did a lot this afternoon. It was surprisingly warm out. Like, I know Jesse spent all day outside. What did you say it was at your house? 80? 85? 80 something in the sun. Yeah. It was at least 70 something, yeah. maybe even 80 in my garage. I actually was hot enough I turned the air on in the garage because I didn't want to have the door open because the neighbors across the street have been cutting down trees in their yard for weeks and having a chipper and all sorts of junk going running and it's just so loud. I'm like, "Ugh, I hate you people already." So we had to sh- <laughs> That was mean. We uh I kept the door shut. I'm like, "This is that's enough." I'm sick of getting pine chips and garbage thrown into my yard. So, yeah. But anyway, back to race cars. I uh, got most, it's mostly fitted. I mean, it's basically like I'm trying to fit something to a bent car while trying to reuse some stuff. And uh, I'm just kind of massaging it into place. The left side measures out properly, the right side's still a little bit long. It's only like a quarter inch off. So I'm, I got to just keep measuring and keep massaging the thing in place but we should be pretty good to go in a few days i gotta still pick up some steel and uh, i'd like to get this done before it really starts to get cold out because who likes working on stuff when it's cold
2: so you're trying to get it done before saturday
1: (laughs) apparently yeah because apparently it's going to be what a low of 20 something like that i don't even want to know you're doomed not for me yeah not for you
2: Although it was warmer there today than it was here, so that's weird.
1: It is weird. I took my car, got a car wash. I changed the oil in two of my vehicles. All the while, getting, like I said, chunks of trees chucked at me from across the neighbor's yard, from a wood chipper. I actually got pissed off enough to like take the wood and throw it back, ac- back across the street at the guys doing the here, t- take this. Doing the tree work, I'm like, keep your shit. Like, I don't want to be pelted with pieces of pine trees while I'm laying under a car changing the oil. Like, come on. You know? You don't have a better containment system than that? Give me a break. Well, then throw them in the wood chipper. I, no, it's that too could tired. get messy, though. It's just like a weird pink film afterwards. Turn into a Fargo scene. <laughs> they don't have a... They were chipping it into an tr- open trailer instead of, like, you know how... A lot of people have these big boxed-in trailers, like these tree companies will have it boxed in completely. Yep. So the wood chips go in, but they don't spray everywhere. Well, there wasn't even like a tarp over it? No, nah, it was just an open trailer that they kind of directed it into, and it was flinging wood chips all in my yard. This is a low-bitter.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what that was.
1: I don't know how they can afford it. I don't know why we're talking about this, because this has nothing to do with racing. Because there's not a lot
2: of racing going on.
1: Well, I mean, it's the, like I said before, it's the second to last episode of the season. Literally all racing that we talk about, that we talk, that we still talk about at least, because we pretty much stopped talking about global racing, um, uh, it's done, you know, now it's all done. So we're basically left with whatever, with how we just saw and everybody already saw it. So what the hell's the point? Um... So yeah, we're just kind of limping into the end of the season. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, the beginning of the show. Sorry, I'm exhausted. I'm cutting caffeine and I can't speak anymore. Um, yeah, second to last episode. We're giving you the heads up just so you know not to keep looking for the podcast because we do take the winters off, and uh, we will probably. I don't know. What do you guys want to do? You want to return for season four next year? <laughs>
2: I'm sure the listeners wouldn't
0: appreciate that.
1: <laughs> like, don't all speak up at once.
0: What do you mean, season four? Of our show. Oh. It'll you want just... to keep this train wreck going? <laughs> oh. Do we
1: want to keep going next year or just say the hell with you?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm f- whatever you want to do, that's
1: fine. All right, I don't care. Yeah, I'm good. It's, I don't have to go anywhere to do this. The it's fans at, demand it. It's at my house. I don't care. They demand it, Brent. All right, we can do whatever. Well, so Why don't
2: we take a vote? We'll We'll... <laughs> have all the listeners ah. tell us if they want us to stick around
1: yeah ask the listeners of our show for participation that's rich they don't do anything <laughs> i've asked them for three years to send me feedback oh yeah send it to email it to makinglabspodcast at gmail.com or you could send us a voicemail at makinglabs. oh no it's an anchor.fm slash makinglabs. i think I think we've ever gotten one that wasn't a prank or us, you know, screwing with each other. It's like, and then we got the Seacon guys, which actually do, you know, participate and give a damn about the show. But it's like, nobody ever does, so why bother even putting it to the fans? It's just going to be for us anyway. Uh, This ends the nihilism portion of the program. Who else has some updates?
0: Doesn't Stafford have an update?
1: Stafford said something about uh they have Unless Phil a s- has
0: a car updates because he's in Florida where they race you around, yeah nope, should.
2: not really Staff- Nothing. Stafford got a hurricane coming Blah. that's about it, another one, yeah yep.
0: apparently, oh,
1: well, Stafford said that they have a Goodbye, new sch- Phil. they have a new schedule coming Bye. out on Friday <laughs> if I keep getting walked on uh they said they he have a jumped new in early they have a new schedule coming out on Friday, they said they've also got some teasers coming out um. Oh, there it is, a division that hasn't raced at Stafford before. And I love all the people guessing, and they're all guessing things that have raced at Stafford within the last five years. <laughs> or five or ten, I should say. Oh, it's mini stocks. I'm like, I've been there to watch mini stocks at Stafford. Yeah, that was a Sizzler stocks. in like fourteen. Yeah. And the finale, I believe, one year as well. Yeah. Oh, the trucks. Oh. No, I've seen them too.
2: My first thought was Pro Four Modified's.
1: Uh, please don't. we don't need eight cars with two divisions
2: maybe small block modified super modifieds
1: that wouldn't be so bad
2: no that wouldn't be bad at all i think they put on a good show
1: as long as all of them showed up yeah we can't have light counts for this it's stafford you got to show out for this well
0: does it mean that they've never raced there before or does it mean that have never been a weekly division
1: I think they would say, why would you add a division anyway? Because yeah.
0: it's just... Because it can't be Pro Stocks because they used to be a division before.
1: <laughs> you think Stafford would bring them back? Yeah, right. I think
0: it's
2: it's obviously just going to be a one-show deal or a couple shows. I don't think it would be on a regular basis.
1: I don't know if they even have the pit area to accommodate another division for weekly shows.
2: Yeah, I mean, they could go all the way down the backstretch, but... They make could. all the SKs go in the infield and ha- and use uh, pit road all day.
1: I've also seen some pictures. We should mention this after the second segment of the show, because <laughs> this isn't the second segment, is it?
0: Uh, no. We're just <laughs> this is your this is
1: this is your. I'm awaiting participation and not getting it. This
0: is your party, and you can cry if you want to. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Again, we're kind of punchy here. It's the end of the season. No racing's going on. We're exhausted. It's been, you know, I don't know if there's any other sports entertainment industry. See what I did there? That has as long of a season as as NASCAR does. Hockey.
2: (laughs) I heard they were talking about adding races. When? (laughs) God, I don't know. When the hell could they get rid of the uh, three? day off weekends off they
1: have yeah and just go for 38 straight weeks
2: oh jesus christ
1: there's only 52 weeks in a year people um yeah i mean they start in february and go all the way to november it's like i don't know of any other sport that goes that goddamn long except baseball but baseball christ they're done already they start only
2: one race matters
1: baseball they start their season after nascar like they start in like April or yeah, like April at least, right? And then they just ended a couple of days ago. So even they have their entire season inside the NASCAR season. So yeah, I don't know if there's any other one that's longer than this. Tennis doesn't have a season. They just kind of show up and do things, right? Tennis isn't a sport. No, oh, that's right. Oh, okay. it is a sport. There's defense. It has to be a sport. Yeah. There's We're a callback. Weak. Anyway, we should do the second segment of the show just so we can go BS about local stuff and other things because it's the much-anticipated favorite segment of the show that nobody talks about. It's the DARF comment of the week. I think I got a couple for this one. All these flavors, you're already (laughs) salty. I'm sorry. (laughs) This with the audience and (laughs) everything. I'm sorry. I mean, I ask again if you ask for like th- if you do something for a long enough period of time and get nothing out of it, what do you expect? All right. Um, let's see here. Darf comment of the week got a few of them here. Uh, I wanted to do one and then give a special uh, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for here? The uh, honorary,
2: yeah, honorary mention.
1: Yeah, that's it, honorable mention. Uh, I think I'll do, yeah, that, yeah. I was thinking of which one to do first. Sorry, this is going really well. Anyway, uh, I have two honorable mentions, by the way. (laughs) I just saw what Jesse just Googled, and I'm like, thank you for putting that on my Google account. Appreciate that. Damn, dude. (laughs) You know, I have small children in the house.
0: They're in the other room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The first honorable mention... For the Darf comment of the week goes to Phil for not knowing who Kate Upton is. Not a racing thing, but just putting that out there. By the way, that one in the middle, I believe, is true this from one? the Fappening. Yes, I believe. No, nope. this one? Bottom middle. Oh, this left. one? Left. This one? That one. I believe that one's actually correct. Yes, that's real, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. Oh,
2: I cool. mean, I'm sure I've seen her in movies. I just don't know she's not in movies. I don't know.
1: She's not in movies. She's a model. And like I said, she's worth like two hundred and eighty million dollars. But anyway, cool. this is good
2: for you. I don't have a shot in hell, so
1: <laughs> Well, you don't anyway, because she's married to a baseball player who's pitched perfect a, games in one World too. Series. Yeah, that's him too. He's got a kind of a flat butt. Whatever. What are you gonna do? Her ass is spanked raw. Oh, perfect, yeah. Anyway,
0: ouch. What like
1: are we her. talking about here? The Darf Comment of the Week. Right, and Jesse's watching smut on my computer. Um Damn. Darf comment of the week. Back to racing, by the way.
2: What racing? I'm trying to watch in the reflection of his glasses.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. They're all fogged up. Oh. All right, I should. All uh, right, you do
0: talk. I'll, I'm going I'll, to. I'll go here. <laughs> Just turn
2: off your monitor or your. Oh God! <laughs> what is happening?
1: Oh, it's not there, Jess. Where'd you go?
0: Wait for it. I gotta get oh, it.
1: okay, right. All right, you're pretty good there, Jess. Good. There you go.
0: <laughs> that one.
1: Yeah, that one. Actual, yes. There you go, Phil. Have fun with those images. <laughs> anyway, this is not a visual podcast. I got to go into the Darf comment of the week. We got to steer this train back on the right track here.
2: I hope, <laughs> I hope <laughs> Tisha walks in.
1: I hope they both do. Anyway, uh... Darf comment of the week. This stems from the NASCAR... What, is it still Camping World at this point? Well, not anymore because it's over, I guess.
2: Yes, now it's Craftsman
1: Truck Series. Now it's, yeah, 2023. It's back to Craftsman Truck. But anyway, they were Camping World trucks. Is it Phil? Tell me it's Phil. Oh, we already did that segment. Oh. And you missed all the fun. Oh. <laughs> she knew. Uh, anyway,
0: uh, Wait, this... Bring, come back. Bring the kid. Sorry,
1: <laughs> <Phil>! <laughs> no. Anyway... This tweet comes out with a picture of, uh, at the end of the race, Ty Majesky was going for second on Zane Smith, made contact and spun out down the backstretch. And NASCAR Camping World Truck's Twitter posts a picture of him spinning out and says, Ty spins going for second, all caps, right? Well, this person, Aaron, Aaron, aaron apparently, uh, at Aaron, AA a. Ron 61799 what's his profile picture just a farm field loser alright
2: that's the uh that's a visual vi- visualization of what's inside his head
1: oh just clouds Okay. words are hard he posts in response to that that was an eye racing move lack of talent what does that have to do with anything what do you mean it was an iRacing move? Because he used to race on iRacing,
2: still does. He still, still does. does. He still
1: has the two highest account or highest rated accounts on the entire service. I think he's trying to be funny, but he can't be funny because he's not funny. Um, that was an iRacing move. It's a callback to the Ross Chastain thing. It was an iRacing move. N- no, it was not an iRacing move. It was. I think it's because he called him an I racing level race car driver, he says lack of talent. this guy just won two out of the last three truck races and put himself in the truck series championship was going for second for that championship, which was actually I think uh putting him in better position to try to win the championship because the top three were all points contenders. Um, he called a lack of talent, bro. you have clouds for a profile picture. Oh. You don't even have your correct name. You have five numbers in your name. Lack of talent. This kid has won more races than you've ever witnessed. Okay? Ty Majeski is an incredible talent. He won the Snowball Derby, didn't he?
2: Yeah, I believe he did. He's won
1: Truck Series races. He's won pretty much anywhere in a super late model. Everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere. He's one of the
2: smoothest super late model drivers I've ever personally watched.
1: He made a move to try to get under Zane Smith for second. The truck got sideways, and instead of taking Zane Smith out, he spun himself out so that he wouldn't ruin Zane Smith's race. I don't consider that to be a lack of talent. I consider that to be classy. He wrecked himself so he wouldn't ruin someone else's race for a move he did on his own. But this guy can't keep his idiot mouth shut, and therefore, A.A. Ron, you win our DARF comment of the week this week. Congratulations, and may God have mercy on your soul. You are the lowest form of life on Earth. <laughs> we need Hartman every time we close that segment. By the way, I have an honorable mention that actually pertains to racing and not Phil, not knowing who Kate Upton is. Um, Does anybody know an ARCA racer that, by, oh, God, <laughs> by the name of... Zachary Tinkle. <laughs> no, but I feel like I should. No, you shouldn't. Just because... I don't care. I don't care. He's not even
2: a full trickle, just a tinkle.
1: Nah, not the...
2: <laughs> he
1: wishes.
0: He's, He's got a weak stream. His name is... Yeah. <laughs> He's got a swollen
1: prostate like Grandpa. His name Tinkle. <laughs> You need a stage name, kid. I'm sorry, but you need a stage name because anything
2: would have been better than Tinkle.
1: Zachary Tinkle, like, bro, (laughs) what the hell? Your parents hated you. You could have had your last name changed legally. It's not
0: even even Johnson. It's Tinkle. It's
1: Tinkle. Dick Trickle at least was a man. He smoked cigarettes while racing cup cars. Your name is fucking Tinkle. It's Dick, not Chubby. (laughs) All right. So this also pertains to what I'm going to mention earlier the Arca race at Phoenix, which was actually pretty entertaining. Um, He's a self proclaimed Arca driver, but every time I watch him race, he's in the back. Uh, There was an incident between, was it Sammy Smith? I believe it was Sammy Smith and was it Taylor Gray? Yeah. There's there's two different. In the 71. There's two different grays. They both have T's for first names. I hate when parents do the alliteration thing for their kids' names. Oh, this is Tommy, and this is Tina, and this is Taylor, and this is Tyler. I freaking hate it. And the parents' names are completely different. Like They don't have the alliteration. They just oh, no, make...
2: my favorite is when the parents' names are the same.
1: Yeah, they put it on their kids. Yeah. Uh. Oh, God. So anyway, um, I'll talk about it, obviously, in the rundown, but Sammy Smith and Taylor Gray were battling for the lead. Gray got around him on the outside and then pulled down in front of him and basically blocked him down into the marbles on the inside. And Smith was like, okay, that's enough, and holds the wheel straight and spins Gray out. And NASCAR, ARCA, whoever, did the same thing, put uh, Smith a lap down for aggressive driving, which was a bullshit call completely if you watched the video. When was the last time
0: NASCAR's done that?
1: Well, they only do it in the regional series, so. I think this was, was this an ARCA or ARCA West race? I don't even remember. This was ARCA. Actual ARCA? Yeah. They need to just combine them all. Uh, anyway.
2: Was, I believe this was a championship race.
1: Yeah, I believe it was as well. Uh, Tinkle here, be, by the way, he's at Zachary Tinkle on Twitter, if you want to tell you me. Checkmark verified $8 a month? No, he's not, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, he says, respect respect for that call from the ARCA racing officials there. Right-rearing the leader in the straight like that should be a penalty. Like, shut up, you loser. You wouldn't know, you don't even know what right rearing is, apparently. Because if you'd watched that, like all the rest of us, you would have said that that was a bad call. But since you know nothing about racing and finished 30th in a 35 car field of ARCA cars, you don't. So that's why he's my honorable mention, Darf comment of the week. This kid really does suck, like, honestly. Gentlemen, which brings me to my next point don't smoke crack. God. I'm sorry but you'll never make it with a name like that, Tinkle. All right, so I don't think there's any news from last week that we missed because we released the show early because there was nothing really to go on, right? I don't think there's any news from last week that we missed because we, we missed. released the show. Usually it's this is basically the Tuesday <laughs> program or the Tuesday segment when we release the show Monday night and then news breaks Tuesday, the day it comes out. Yeah, other than that we just have like actual news. Well, we have a couple things. like uh, We have the I Told You So segment. Brandon Jones retained his sponsorship, and they're going to be moving it over to Junior Motorsports, like we said. Uh, I don't know why people didn't seem to think that they would, though.
2: Because they don't know how to do math.
1: (laughs) They don't see that the kids had that sponsor in every other car he's ever been in?
2: Well, I mean, like you said to me, too, his father's the CEO of Ream.
1: Well, you said that.
2: Well, Doesn't it's matter. true. Well, his father's the CEO of Ream, but you said Ream is one of the largest or largely distributed through Menards.
1: You said that as well, I think. You're just giving me your credit.
2: No, you definitely said that.
1: Did I? <laughs> yep. I don't believe I did. I thought you did. Anyway, um, you both were smart, okay? I'm just giving him the credit I, he I deserves. Smart. I didn't say it. He said it. It's all his credit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why people would think that that's going to be a thing with, like, sticks around uh, a team he's not racing at if he brought that sponsor. If drivers bring a sponsor to a team, likely they're sponsoring the driver. You know, they're not really sponsoring the car. It's not like he brings the sponsor and then they're like, oh, you know what? You're moving on. Oh, we're going to stick with the team. It's like, well, no, he's the guy responsible for bringing it to the team. They're going to stick with him. Or else he wouldn't have gotten the car in the first place. Right. It's not rocket science. I mean, I don't understand how people wouldn't get that. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure there's, there's,
2: there's very there. few teams that have uh, team sponsorship anymore. Penske's
0: one of them.
1: Yeah, very, very, uh, very, very few. Um, I think Hendrick might have a few. Penske, I know, has a couple. Uh, yeah, it's tough to it's tough to remember all of them because there aren't that many anymore. Used to be that they'd have one every year or every uh, car every year, but no, not no more. The way that's structured now with the uh, economy of the sport, it's kind of so much I don't even want to know on percentage wise how much more expensive it is to run a team back then to now. Like uh it's just ah. Anyway, it would boggle my mind. Also more news about some sort of silly season stuff. Jimmy Johnson bought ownership stake in Petty GMS, which I don't think anybody saw coming.
2: Nope. That wasn't on my bingo card.
1: If anybody I figured he would have bought into ownership stake at Hendrick because he and Gordon were so tight and You know Hendrick himself, but it's like he went over to Petty GMS to buy ownership stake. I mean, it is a Chevrolet team still, and he wrote and he did a majority. Actually, I think he did all of his racing in NASCAR in Chevrolet stuff. So it's all manufacturer based. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe Petty will have an alliance with Hendrick next year. We don't know what's behind the scenes Mm. behind the full curtain.
1: It could very well be. You know, yeah, I'm not sure that
0: possibility. Yeah. Know, that would be big for Petty too. I know Spire is with well, many of us know Spire is with Richard Childress and their second car team with uh with no, Ty, Spires with, Ty Spires Dillon. with Hendrick.
1: Spire's with Hendrick because they field that truck. Well, and a lot think of the Hendrick guys on are to, getting into trucks.
0: I believe they're moving to uh, Richard Childress. Are they? I never I heard of that. So now they side uh,
1: Ty Dillon. They never. I do believe they are. They never announce the alliance thing. That's usually something that's just kind of mentioned in passing. It's not real news sometimes. We'll see. But anyway, uh, Jimmy Johnson announced he will also race, what, five races, I believe, next year, including the Daytona 500. And I know that they've mentioned that they don't have a charter, so he's probably going to have to try to race his way in. Yeah. Imagine that. (laughs) I think he can. of course he could. It's just a matter of circumstance because we've seen – we grew up in the era where there were, you know, 50, 60 plus cars trying to vie for spots at the Daytona 500, and guys would have to race their way in, and you'd see six, seven cars from each 125 go home.
2: Let's be fair. He's going to get the special computer and he's going to get the pole.
1: Well, it sure would take a lot of Probably. guesswork out of it. You know?
2: I mean, how many times did we look at a lap time? Uh, for Daytona 500 qualifying like Danica when she won the pole her first t- in her first attempt.
1: Oh
0: Jesus. Austin Dillon.
2: William it- Byron
1: smoking the competition, yeah.
2: Yeah, like come on. You don't think they Jill do something her. behind the scenes for stuff like that to make the show? Especially well, with all the WWE bullshit.
1: Well, I got a theory about that when it comes to the championship races. Why is it that you see the top three series, the trucks, the Xfinity, and the Cup guys. They got four guys or drivers, whoever, racing for the championship in a single race. Why is it every single race between the top three series, those four are always the top four in the race?
2: They're turned up.
1: It's it's almost obvious, you know. Oh,
2: absolutely. I think it definitely happens.
1: And then they say, "Oh yeah, we're doing engine tear downs to make sure that there's a champion and no one ever gets thrown out." <laughs> you know. No one ever will. Oh, are you looking up the the rumor of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s larger restrictor plate? Isn't that a Jimmy Spencer thing? Where he complained about that at some point and then retracted it or never no, he never retracted it, but I think he said he regretted it. I don't know. Well, I'm Jimmy just,
2: Spencer uh, complained about everything.
0: Of course he did. Well I'm just I'm just checking to see I'm trying to verify the truth. That's all that I'm doing behind the scenes was nothing to do with what's going on in the on the show right now. Verifying
1: the truth on the internet? Well, that's what I'm trying to (laughs) do. No. But anyway, it's just very fishy to me that you got four drivers. You know, all season long can just kind of be here or there at specific tracks. But when it comes to the championship, now all of a sudden, all four of them are all up front. Isn't that weird?
2: Doesn't shock me.
1: I know, but it's so, like, can we not be so obvious? Like, can we not? Can we just be organic? I have so, you know, again, next episode, we're going to do our, basically our wishes episode and our awards episode. And uh, we're going to talk all about our complaints about stuff like that and how NASCARs run and how local racing's run and all of this other stuff. But we'll get there at some point. So, um, anyway, I just find it a little bit interesting, that's all. But, okay, more news. Uh, KBM, the Cobbler Struck team, they officially announced – like we'd kind of speculated that they were going to go to switch over to Chevrolet's next season instead of just shutting shop. Cause we knew that wasn't going to happen. And, uh, let's see, they're going to, since, you know, obviously Kyle Busch is going to be in the RCR cars next year for Chevrolet. So that's an obvious switch over for them. Manufacturers are super, you know, turned up about the, uh, drivers and what cars they run. Um, rev racing, announced that they will expand back into the truck series with one team, with Nick Sanchez driving. They're going to have a technical partnership with KBM. Now, my question is, obviously, since they have to switch manufacturers, that completely erases the driver lineup too, right? Because a lot of these drivers are in development programs, and a lot of the manufacturers put on those development programs, correct?
0: Correct. It does, and he announces drivers.
1: Oh, he announced his drivers,
0: too? Yes, he did. Uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports announced their drivers. Oh, did they? Yes, they are. uh... Tanner and Taylor Gray.
1: Is it both the Grays? And And, uh, and somebody else, right? Hmm.
2: Crap, what's that other guy's name? They're all insignificant nons.
1: (laughs) But they're Chevy drivers, right? Sanchez. Oh, Sanchez is going to be that in that rev racing car. So... Let's see. Now I'm, now I'm curious. I'd really like to know. Chase Purdy and Jack Wood. Oh, really? That's,
0: who, that's right.
1: Who? Okay, so KBM's going to have a nice tough year next year.
0: They look like brothers, actually. Don't they have the same blank facial expression? The same nondescript smile? Same and
1: poorly rehearsed in front of a mirror?
0: Yeah, same tall forehead like mine.
1: Their hair's baby. running away from their face? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit.
0: It, yeah, they look very similar, which <laughs> makes perfect sense. It's like, so. Yeah, it's, KBM
1: it's, goes from having they've they've got NPCs, essentially elite, like well, not really elite. I would say becoming the elite um, developmental program to guys who typically would end up in what cup or tr- or Xfinity equipment, and then. Uh, they get who? Chase Purdy and Jack Wood. Sorry, but I don't know who the hell they are, so whatever.
2: I've heard the names. Jack Wood, I believe, has been driving the 24 for uh, GMS from time to time.
1: Yeah. Well, how's he do?
2: Mid 20s.
1: Okay, so he's a non. Who's the other one?
2: Chase Purdy. I've heard his name I've too, and I can't it. remember where from.
1: Probably from ARCA series, like twenty eighteen. Yeah, he's
0: definitely an ARCA driver. Uh... He was fourth in twenty eighteen, ARCA series Arca series. Okay. And then oh, he, then he went back to school, and then he went to the truck series. And he I think he races for last led and five top ten
1: finishes last year. Has he raced this year? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> We're really well prepared, aren't we?
0: Uh, I do know one thing. I mean,
1: what's that? Where did you go? <laughs> I don't care. Ah, oh, there he is again. I don't care. It's just yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really don't care.
0: <laughs>
1: I think they're in for a tough next year, I suppose, because again, Kyle Busch Motorsports was top-notch truck equipment and they Ele- they were elevated so much by Toyota and their partnerships with them and all the manufacturer support that they received. And now they're going to Chevy because Kyle's running Chevys. And it's like you got these two as your anchor teams. And it's like, who? Oh boy. I don't doubt that the, the well, I'm amount. I'm sure they brought money. Well, I mean, you look at the Chevy pipeline, and it's a little bit dry. I'll be honest. Who's really it, in it? it? It looks like
2: Chase Purdy was driving the Hatori racing sixty-one this year.
1: Only part time though, right? Uh
2: yeah, part time. A lot of races. It looked like he's run twenty-three races this year, but part time. He's had he had a top ten at Talladega, top ten at Gateway, a couple of top fi a bunch of top fifteens, uh, an eleventh at Pocono. Hmm. Not I mean, he's above par. For what I expected,
1: <laughs> I don't know. All I know he's, is uh, I think
2: he's a dirt guy or something originally.
1: He more than likely is, but again, it's these kids come out of places you don't know, have no idea where they come from. So it's like, well, uh, I don't know. Because I've just came across another article about NASCAR and how much they were spending on that Chicago race, the street course race. I still
2: don't think that race is happening.
1: Well, um politics
2: is going to get in the way.
1: Might uh, possibly, but they said that they are I think they said they're lined up to spend somewhere close to 50 plus million dollars to make it happen. And I'm like, "Okay, so how much is going into Beetlejuice Lightfoot's pocket?" Cuz you don't need 50 million dollars to put a race on on a street course. I don't know, but maybe they're expecting
0: to get 200 million back or something. I mean, somewhere
1: this is one of my problems with NASCAR. It's they'll put 50 million dollars down on a temporary street course for one event, and they have a racetrack in the area that's just sitting dormant because nobody comes to it. That's why they shut it down. Anybody?
0: I can't disagree. But I mean I don't know what else to say other than I hate streak races and They're terrible. If you ever watch there's it. a reason why IndyCar got rid of it in in the nineties or whatever, because it was boring
1: shit. They still do it, though. That's the problem. They still go to, like, St. Pete or whatever. Maybe they don't anymore. I heard they might be stopping that. But they
0: went back, and they wanted to go back because they had some nostalgia for it, and it sucked, too, then. You can't
1: pass at street courses.
0: Formula One does it, too. They've done street races or whatever, and it was boring then. Formula One's boring now. So I don't know why NASCAR wants to be, like, IndyCar street races and Formula One full-time. Why would they want to do that because it's boring you can't get it there's ninety degree corners no banking all bunch of bumps you're gonna have potholes you're gonna fabricated
2: over. entertainment Jesse. you're, you're
0: gonna run over the homeless people you're gonna get tire blowouts with the heroin needles and you're someone's gonna to going to to going to to get shot operation. hopefully <laughs> <laughs> Gross. some kind of action going on <sighs> i, I mean, it's
2: I think it's all for the entertainment they know the ninety degree corners after seeing what happened at uh Um, what's it called, Indie this year, are a disaster, and it's just a way of creating entertainment. There's going to be wrecks. There's going to be track-blocking pileups.
1: I'm Um, actually looking at the proposed track layout right now, and pretty much every corner is a 90-degree corner, except for one, two, three, four of the 12 corners are all 90-degree corners. I mean, Mm -hmm. if they wanted to go
0: down Lower Wacker Boulevard like Blues Brothers or whatever, high-speed... That would be nostalgia entertainment.
1: I don't see it on here.
0: But it's not going to happen. But I don't know. <laughs> Indy cars usually are pretty respectful, and even they couldn't make through Nashville on their road courses. It's always a shit show down there when they do yeah. their street courses. ain't going to happen. You know what they should do? If you want to bring it to a shitty 90-degree corner racetrack, bring
1: them to Sebring. They should repave Sebring.
0: Sebring's a shit. Oh,
2: my shit. God. Don't tell that to the purists.
1: All the purists are idiots. Repave it,
0: God Almighty.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but have they ever repaved Sebring? I mean, I don't think so. Is it still the same as like asphalt and concrete from World oh, War II? Oh, it's a disaster. Yeah, it sucks. I
0: mean, people have back injuries. Is gonna from all the bumping and shit from the bumping up and going up and down, up and down.
1: See, I
2: wouldn't mind what NASCAR at it. Sebring. It's
0: better
2: than uh, Chicago.
1: It would be better, not much better, but it would be better. It's essentially a street course, but it's at the same time kind of not because they've been able to massage it on its own to make better passing zones, I suppose. But- it's an airport, which is not much different than than oh. than a. Uh,
2: Do it in the summer, guaranteed course. rain race.
1: Oh yeah, fabricated they would- entertainment. Oh, they'd love it. By the way, who is the uh, WWE representative at the Cup race this weekend?
2: I don't know. He was way too well dressed. I don't know
1: WWE I thought he was an executive anyway. of... no, No. Was he uh, an
0: executive of Lucas or something?
1: I have no idea. But Who I know that, that they the had surprise? a WWE character there. Oh. And I can't not call it a character because that's what they are. But I'm just, I don't know. Wish t- they were better well written. Every time I see a WWE person or wrestling person at a cup race, I'm like, well, that's fitting. Sports entertainment, bleeding over lines. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't even remember.
2: Who knows? I forgot. Chicago I think we were race. talking about
1: Chicago. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> what a shit show that's going to be.
1: It's going to be unbelievably bad. And I know people are like, oh, you're just being a negative whatever. And it's like, yeah, because I've been around long enough to freaking have seen it. You put these races out and they're going to be trash. Like, we expected – what did we expect? You know, when when you see – uh, like IndyCar and F1, like we said before, at these tracks, and they don't pass, and it's all garbage. I mean, F1 races at Monaco, for God's sakes, and you can barely even walk through those streets. No one ever passes. It's boring as hell. It's That's not a race. It's not a race. It's a parade with people on yachts and giant, you know, uh, what the hell is the, the word? The Rolling before? Car Show. It is. It's a rolling car show. The
0: Mediterranean glistening blue, which is weird considering how many turds are in it. Thank you, yeah. Jeremy Clarkson from Top
1: Gear said that. All the people <laughs> sitting in their penthouse apartments looking down at the rolling car show saying, Oh, how lovely. And it's just ridiculous. I mean... Probably got I don't... 6 pane glass so they don't even hear the cars. Well, here's the thing. It's like, I don't want NASCAR to fail because even like most all of racing around here, especially stock car racing needs them to succeed. Um But we, I, I just don't understand what the need is to go to these types of tracks. Um Like I've, I've harped on it endlessly, endlessly since we've started the show about NASCAR constantly having this boner for going to different markets that don't give a shit about them. Like, Look at California, all right? They keep trying to reach out into there, going to the Coliseum and stuff and paying millions of dollars to go run some stupid demo derby there. And, oh, hooray, look, we we almost sold out the Coliseum. Congratulations, it's Los Angeles. There's 35 million people in that metropolitan area. I thought that was highly successful, though. That technically is, but based on percentage, it's kind of not when there's still some empty seats. Um... If you look at how many tracks there's been in California, how many of them have succeeded for NASCAR? Ontario didn't. No, but Riverside that wasn't didn't. Their
0: fault. That wasn't their fault.
1: California didn't. California is still kind of not. Let's be honest, it's on the way out. Well, racing as a whole is even on the way it's... out.
0: In California, that's that has to do with politics. Not... That's
1: yeah, that is kind of <laughs> fair. If you even modify your car Oh, excuse me, your car in California, they'll impound it. Lions
0: Dragway was a successful dragway, and they got eated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they made money and still got it shut down. There's a lot of places in California that make money and get shut down because of politics, because they're stupid.
2: I don't know how Irwindale has survived all these years. It's been on the chopping block so many damn times.
1: Irwindale is, well, they have the Waterford luck. They're not like Waterford in any way, but... It's just the luck of them have the same basic thing. Because they've been, what, s- sitting there with the executioner with the axe above his head more than once, and it's just like, nope, pull it away. No, you're going again. And then it's like, nope, raise it up, uh, raise it up again. Nope, you're saved again. Irwindale is like, they're just charmed. You know, I don't understand what it is. They need to just leave the place alone. It's a civic center for for enjoyment leave it alone for god's sakes
2: i've said it before and i'll say it again instead of tearing down california why don't we just use that track and improve it it's literally 40 minutes down the road
0: when you first said the word california i thought you meant like get rid of california and as i was in, all for it, yeet it off i
1: mean earth. yeah like the whole state make arizona it's one good oceanfront shake property. away
2: from falling into the ocean and becoming an island i well, wish i
0: would love to buy some oceanfront property in arizona what can i say <laughs> Is that a country song? Uh that's a Bill Hicks uh, bit, I believe.
1: Hmm. Mhm. I thought it was a country song. But anyway, I know it, nothing it's about It's a line country. in a
0: country song.
1: Is it? Yeah, uh, I forget who. Uh, let's see. Yes, I finally found it. All right. Spoiler alerts. I found the points if NASCAR didn't run the playoffs.
0: Oh, good! I always wanted to know that.
1: I finally found it. What do you got? After thirty-six races, it says the NASCAR Winston Cup Series standings. It's at NWCs underscore standings on Twitter. If you are interested, I am interested. Say that again. N W at sorry. Go to tw- just click on the link on my uh, on my uh, browser. There you can find it. Just click on a new window. There you go. Click Twitter. There's a top rocker there. Sorry, everybody. I'm just kind of directing. I'm scared. Twitter. I'm now Twitter. go to uh, search at w. Okay, nw. Oh, at nwcscs C-S. underscore underscore uh, standings.
0: Standings. Right now, I'm scared because there's a picture of Mark Martin.
1: He looks like the Terminator. <laughs> well, let's be fair. Mark Martin kind of is the Terminator. Keep typing.
0: I got it. Okay, go ahead. Continue.
1: Oh, anyway. uh, They posted the... Oh, there it is right there. Click on that. Yeah. There you go. All right. Standings. If it was still the NASCAR Winston Cup, Chase Elliott would have won the 2022 championship by 68 points over Ross Chastain. Uh, Joey Logano would have finished third in points, 114 points back. Ryan Blaney fourth, 143 back. Kyle Larson in fifth, 194 back. What was it for points back then? It was 180 or 185 for a win, something like that. 185
0: if you won, if you led, if you led the most laps. No, yeah, one. If you won the most plus, laps plus points, you get five yeah. for winning a lap for leading a lap, and you get
1: five for leading the most laps. So Didn't that's... you get
2: like one point for halfway leader too?
1: No, I don't believe so. I believe that was system. a ten thousand dollar bonus, wasn't it? That was an older system. Yeah, that was. A wasn't that the Unical seventy six halfway leader bonus or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that was a different promotion. Yeah, they gave you money at the if you led halfway. Yeah. So that this was... guy's
2: got bush standings too. Does he? And Craftsman trucks.
1: Damn, I'm gonna look this up now. AJ Allmendinger would have won that one, huh? Over Ty Gibbs yep. by a lot. By a full race. Holy cow. And
2: Zane Smith would have still won the uh, truck championship.
1: Yeah, he would have. That's actually interesting. Didn't Chandler, no, Chandler Smith did not finish second. And you know what's funny is that Zane
0: Smith is the only one in uh, the final four where it's like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah. But Almendinger, he didn't even, no, he didn't even make the final four. No, he didn't. No. He was uh, fifth. Let's see, 17 top fives to 16, 28 top tens to 23. Wow, he actually did do better all year than Ty Gibbs. See? Yeah. It just goes to show you that all you really need when you have a playoff-style format is, what, four or five decent races throughout the season, and you can win a championship? Yeah, you only need the yep. important races. You win one, and then you basically can point your way through the, what, round of 16, 12, eight, whatever the hell they are, four, yeah. And then basically all you have to do is just kind of have a decent off or decent playoff season after you win one race and lock your way into twenty six races. Stupid. Or you
2: could be like Ryan Newman back in uh, twenty fourteen.
1: Yeah, he was the anomaly. He almost won the stupid thing without winning a race, and I wish that he had. That would have been Kevin amazing.
2: Harvick doesn't wish he did.
1: <laughs> didn't have. Well, Harvick won that time, didn't he? <laughs>
2: He did. He should have, like, I think four four or five based on uh, how he ran and the shit like they had in the chase for the cup or whatever when he was with Childress.
1: Oh, right.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting information. You know what's funny is that the chase kind of – it, the whole chase thing really is more of a regression to the mean as opposed to – it doesn't focus on wins. It doesn't focus on wins at all because – if, if that was the case, then Noah Gregson and uh, Chase Elliott and, every, you know, well, there was, you know, St. Smith, too. But those guys would have been the winners because winning is supposed to be everything. Well, it is and it isn't because the yeah because the guys who won the most races didn't win a championship. So like Brenton Phil are saying, it's. It's more just like it's. It's kind of like when it's only oh. when it's important. It's it. You're you're dumbing it down. You're dialing it back to the, towards the meat towards the middle and not elevating whoever's been up top. Okay, it's kind of like you know, the like the eighty eight Cup Series. I remember that came down to uh, it was close. Okay, it was it was close.
1: Who was it between?
0: It was between Bill Elliott and Rusty Wallace.
1: Eighty eight? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was when Elliot won though, and then Rusty won eighty nine. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure.
0: And then in the next yep. year and then the next year Rusty Wallace won by like less than twenty points. Yeah, okay? it was very tight. And I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then nineteen ninety, uh or that North. was a similar case where it was kind of close. That was the infamous year where Mark Martin was uh he he was disqualified and find more points than he uh, lost the championship by in rockingham early in the year oh and earnhardt won and earnhardt won that championship yeah that's right and then and then like 1991 okay earnhardt won that one going away that was yeah just running away he just spanked everyone that year
1: that was his uh yeah
0: in 1992 and then 1992 was memorable because guess what that was the race yeah, between four different drivers. Between four different drivers had a four or five different drivers had mathematical tr- uh, chance to win it, and, and it ended up being Alan Kulwicki by less than you know about ten points.
1: And he and, entered like third in points, didn't he? Nineteen
0: ninety three was going to be memorable until until Talladega when Dale Earnhardt uh, attempted murder on Rusty Wallace and sent him uh, a oh, big yeah. series of flips, Junked and them. that was going to be Rusty's year, but he got. You know, tried to kill his friend. Two broken wrists. Ended up breaking his arms. So Yeah. Two broken wrists. And you know what? And the sad thing is, I remember all those, but I can barely remember what happened to the chase in, in the championship two years ago.
1: The Chase was uh, that, or the championship. Was the,
0: that the was that the year that uh Chase Elliott won? Two years ago?
1: Yeah. I think so. Because That was the year yeah, but that was the year that Larson won the year before. Last year. Yeah, last year, and then Elliott I, uh, won the year before. Yeah,
0: that was the year that that Harvick and and, uh, and, and Hamlin, Hamlin won like
1: eight races apiece, right? Were the two best
0: drivers of the year, but Chase kind of came out of nowhere at the end of the year. Okay, so now I get it. But I, I certainly don't know who won 2019. I'm totally gone. I, it, it I doesn't don't remember matter. either. What it does is it makes it kind of cheapens it, really. I think it kind of is a cheap championship. I, I don't, don't even remember. It doesn't matter to me.
1: I, you know, it's funny. Like you said, 1992... That seems like it was a long time ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. The chase or playoffs started in 04. That was only 12 years after that. Yeah. That's not a long time. 12 years ago from today was 2010.
0: Well, you want to know what else <laughs> so, is... Also... That's not long ago. Well, you want to know what else is kind of interesting. 1998 to 1992, was the that was also the Tire Wars year. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, God, don't bring that
0: up. But correlation doesn't exactly go into causation why those (laughs) years were so close oh boy that's that may or may not have anything to do with it
1: yeah with the playoffs and chase style formats with when they reset points i just i'm not excited about who wins the title anymore people like in the upper levels of nascar management tend to think that fans get excited by the drama surrounding what's going on at one time in one race and it's like, well, you know, what was... I kind of look at it as, well, why bother racing the whole rest of the damn year if anything can happen and you can just lose it because you just didn't finish ahead of somebody, you know? Like, look at the season Ross Chastain had. He and Chase Elliott, they, like, they had decent seasons. In this standings, in the old-style standings, they would have finished 1-2 in points. In this, they didn't, you know, because Ross didn't beat Joey Logano. He doesn't win the title and that cheapens it to me. I'm just like, okay, so Joey Logano won the last race of the year. Oh, he's a two time champion now. Okay. Well, I don't really care because it's just, it's just not that exciting to me. I don't find it to be that interesting because the whole season is supposed to be a war and you've turned it into a battle.
2: But you have a regular season champion. Yeah, They make a big deal out of
0: that.
1: Yeah, they hand you a trophy, and then the only thing that matters about it is you start at the top of the standings in the playoffs. Is that like an owner series? You know who the champion was of the regular season?
0: No. Chase Elliott.
1: Kyle Larson, I think. Or was it Chase Elliott?
2: I think it was Chase Elliott.
1: Okay, it might have been Chase Elliott. Did he win the championship? Nope. No. (laughs) Where did he finish in was the championship? Last. Fourth.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who Because was he
1: finished fourth out of the top four guys. That's why. And in the old format, it wouldn't have mattered. He would have won the title anyway, but it would have been pretty close. Just, nope. It's just, a, it's not exciting to me. I just don't like it. It's never been good. Even Formula One doesn't do this. Or IndyCar. Or IndyCar. IndyCar has a fantastic, had a
0: fantastic championship this year.
1: You know what's funny? is I was thinking about it the other day, and I'm like, you know, NHRA used to be really awesome. And then somebody died, and uh, it was like Scott Coletta.
0: Yeah, it was Scott Coletta, but it was on the shortest racetrack that they, they ran at. Which yeah, don't run
1: English Town, which they don't even run at anymore. And then they said, oh, no, we have to go to 1,000 feet. These guys are going too fast. Let's not, like regulate it so that they don't make as much power or whatever no let's make them run a thousand feet for nitro cars so as soon as they hit the gas they're done and no one gives a shit about it anymore and then as soon as NASCAR went to a playoff style format they went to a playoff style format and I have no idea how it works and they're because you earn points based off of round one and all this other stuff you have to add in and I'm like I can't follow this you know and then you you look at that, and it's like you wonder why their viewership is completely tanked. And it's like, well, no shit, because people don't want to have to do math. They you knew need- the old way, and the old way was a lot simpler, and now it's just bullshit.
2: Yeah, you need a frickin' degree
0: to understand it now.
1: Why do you have to make your fans do math?
0: you know especially nascar fans you can't come on have nascar fans do math they ask dumb questions all the time because no one can understand it
1: these are the people who are in the infield at talladega biting through beer cans okay they don't do math anyway god we've got to move on we have to move on we can do this all day i swear to god because there was actual racing going on, why don't we just talk about some racing? Because we really don't have anything else going on right now. Sure. Because I actually got to sit and watch an ARCA race, and usually I turn it off because there's no competition and no cars, and it's just like somebody lapping the field, and it's boring. Well, this one got kind of interesting. That uh, saw Sammy Smith. He's a Truck Series regular, I believe. And uh, he was leading, just running away with it. I mean, he was just the class of the field, which I was like, eh, all right. Well, he's running away with it, but there's decent racing behind him, so I'll keep watching. But they had that halfway break thing, right, because they don't have pay pit crews or they're trying to get rid of the paid pit crews to try to bring, you know, mm-hmm. try to uh, kill a lot of the spending. Yeah.
2: Which, they do that in the trucks, too, now.
1: Which I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, I don't, I don't really care. It's not like somebody's going to volunteer, especially because racers do it to themselves. It's like, well, I need to have the fastest pit crew, so I'll pay somebody to be fast, you know, so that's why they just price each other out of the sport. Uh, but I don't mind the halfway break thing. Uh, let's see. I, I'd mentioned this earlier. Uh, Smith and Taylor Gray, they had battled the, uh, for the lead on the restart after the halfway break. And Gray got around him on the outside. And I don't know what the hell he was doing. But he cleared, or almost cleared, Smith coming out of, what's that corner now? It used to be turn four. Is it turn two now? I think so. Okay, so it's turn two at, at Phoenix. That so used to be turn four. Uh, and he starts just moving down on him. Doesn't hold his lane on the outside. Just starts moving down. Just constantly turning down. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're halfway through this race. You've got 50 laps to go. Why, do you, why are you blocking so badly? And so eventually Smith was like, all right, I've had enough of this, and just turns back up the track, makes a little bit of like swipe contact with the back bumper of Gray. It upsets his car. Smith holds the wheel straight after that, and Gray just goes hooking to the right and spinning out into turn three or whatever. And I think NASCAR penalized Smith for aggressive driving, putting him a lap down. And I'm like, wow, that's a stupid call. Even Phil Parsons, who was commenting on the race or commentating, I should say, he said that if you were going to penalize the guy, even if it's a bad call, why not just put him to the tail? You know, contact with the leader. You go into the back. That's what happens around here on local short tracks. Right. We've seen that all the time. It's almost a faultless call. It's like, well, you made contact with the leader. Doesn't matter. You go into the back. But no. Instead, they put him a lap down, and I posited the question. I said, "We, as a panel on the show here, we asked for more strict officiating in the upper levels of NASCAR. But when they get it this wrong, immediately after we ask for them to do something like this, is it really what we wanted?" And the answer, obviously, is no. Um, you can't just go to that extreme. I'm sorry. But um, you could tell the people making the calls were definitely not racers because they had no idea what was going on. Anyway, like how are you going to allow the leader to block a guy into the inside wall essentially and think that the guy is just going to take it? That's stupid. (laughs) It's just stupid, especially if you're not clear. What's the guy got to allow you to have the whole lane to yourself? Or the whole track at least? All right. So they put him a lap down. And Smith would come from his lap down and mow through that 30-car field twice, getting his lap back and then coming back to the front. And he would actually win the race even after being put a lap down, which I thought was really a strong drive. Uh, It was quite entertaining to watch this guy carve the field up. I wonder what kind of tech they did afterwards, but they probably didn't do much. Flashlight tech. Flashlight. Fleshlight tech? What? Yup, the
2: motor's there. You're good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, that's that was actually quite entertaining. I gotta say. All right, so let's go to the. Anybody? uh, What do you got, Jess?
0: Oh, nothing. I'm looking at you know before the chase. I'm just entertaining myself. Oh. Well, before the chase, I was counting down. I was trying to count down to see between 1988 and 19 and. 2003 how many times that the that the championship would go into the last race mm-hmm. it happened a lot yeah. so it's not like what people say on 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 uh well, radio shows like oh man i really am glad that don't get to see the championship wrapped up you know four races to go i think that only happened like three or four times and actually it was like three in a row but it's like 2003 90 points
1: well, 2003 2000. Matt Kenseth actually did wrap it up a, a race early. Yeah. Just that he didn't finish very well at the last race of the year. Yeah. So he just okay, so they, he just he gave race. up. He gave up a bit of a differential. Yeah. But he had plenty of it to give up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's so, one thing. 2002, 38 points. That's not a lot. 2001, okay. Jeff Gordon smoked them, three hundred forty. Yeah, three forty nine. Same thing with two thousand. Bobby Labonte, you know, nineteen ninety nine. Dale Jarrett won by a mile, two hundred one. And then nineteen ninety eight, okay, so four years in a row. Jeff Gordon, ninety seven. It came down to uh, three people: Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, and Mark Martin. Twenty nine points between three of wow, them. Wow, that's tight. Yeah, ninety six, thirty seven. Yeah, eighty nine. Yeah, I mean, same thing with ninety five, thirty four between Jeff Gordon and Earnhardt. 94, okay. Earnhardt smoked. Yeah, him. okay. Earnhardt killed him. In 93, Earnhardt, yeah, had an 80 point over Rusty Wallace. And like I said, you know, 92 was 10 points. And, you know, there was only a few years, like five or six years or whatever between. I mean, that happens. 15 though. years of, of racing, maybe five or six
1: times. Do you think that Formula One. It was too much. Here's the thing. Here's a question for you. Do you think that Formula One. is going to change their points format because Max Verstappen... Won, like, 15 out of, like, 15 races this year and, you know, won the title basically, like, halfway through the season.
0: Oh, well, start earlier than that. You can do also the year before that, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton won 15 out of 15. Yeah, exactly. And then the year before that, Lewis Hamilton won 15 out of 15. And then the year before, before that, that, he did it the was same thing. Lewis he won Hamilton. 16 out of 15. Yeah, that was a good year for him. 15. That was an excellent year. And then the year before that, it was Vettel with 15 out of 15. And then the year before that, it was Michael Schumacher, <laughs> yeah. and before that, and before
1: that, and before that's, yeah. And they do you still see them? It. Do you see them changing the points though because of it? No, NASCAR did. Mm-hmm. Why?
0: Sports <laughs> entertainment.
2: Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I was just leaning in to say the same thing.
1: It's so stupid. So ridiculous. So yeah, I was I was
0: just trying to look up the truth. And the truth is is that it's actually a little it's not as not competitive as they like to think it was.
1: <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't just be happy with competition being their drawing point and the entertainment coming organically. Because that's how they grew the sport. And I'll never back down from that. Okay, trucks. This was actually prob well, I'm just going to put it out there. This was the entertainment of the weekend cuz the rest of the races sucked. Um well, they were they were okay. It's just we didn't like yeah, the Yeah, they were all right, the, but we didn't like the result, you know. Yeah, but the race at the end, it was like, "Oh, they're getting close." It's like, "No, they aren't." <laughs> oh, Gregson's got a run on him. No, he doesn't. He missed horribly. He absolutely had no shot. Anyway, truck championship race. Kind of dicey uh, to start, but Zane Smith started from the pole. Uh, Let's see. I think I'd mentioned this earlier, but let me see here. Actually, no, I didn't mention this earlier. Can I express at this point uh, my annoyance and hatred at the fact that these drivers can just race wherever they want at Phoenix, like on the apron and up against the inside wall at any point on the racetrack? Like, why even bother having painted lines? and is nascar the only sports entertainment industry i said it again that allows play outside of the supposed boundaries no because i just asked if you
0: in a football baseball does in football if you are pushed out of bounds and you make the catch you have to remain you have to have the football in control as you go to the ground out of bounds
1: yeah, but that's not – the play is done once you go out of bounds, though. Yes. You know, why even paint lines if you're allowing them to just drive wherever the hell they want? Right. It's stupid. Anyway. You're completely out of I <laughs> don't this. understand why. It's like, just take the gloves off. It's just a free-for-all at Phoenix. You watch guys going through the old three and four, which is now turn two, I guess. And they're down like way the hell off the racetrack on the apron to the left, coming around that large banked corner. And I'm like, "What are you guys doing down there? Like, that's not I mean." The race in fairness,
2: track. it's how Stafford races. Sometimes you run all the way down onto the flat.
1: Yeah, but they do have something called grass to stop you from completely cutting the corner. A modified there's a wall the there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't Phoenix, really. Phoenix go on has grass. a wall.
1: Yeah. But what's the point of even painting lines? Like just let what, them race where they want to. Remember what
0: they said about the Ross Chastain move? The uh, What is it? Ross's rim job? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he uh. was able to race his car within the walls any way he wants to do it. So that's what they do at Phoenix. You can race your car anywhere you want as long as it's within the walls. Hmm. They're probably going to put trash compound down on the apron pretty soon.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, like Thompson entering three. How many times do guys try and use the flat there?
1: Yeah, and every one of them has crashed.
2: Oh, wait. There's no line.
1: Yep. Anyway, but they all crashed. Something so.
2: I've been suggesting there for 10 years.
1: <laughs> Won't happen because they don't care. I, I got taken
2: out card. twice by it. It fucking pisses me off. Yeah, it's ignorant not to have a white line there.
1: I mean, I would. Yeah, I'd be pissed, too.
2: There should be a rule, too.
1: Yeah. But anyway, we no, can... I,
2: I I partly agree with you on the, the Phoenix thing. Like,
1: I don't get it. R- like, every other racetrack that has pavement like underneath the white line, maybe as a safety precaution or whatever, they're not running there. Could Why you I...
2: imagine if somebody got hooked from way down there and ended up all the way head on into the outside wall?
1: That's a long distance to go, too.
2: But we have a white line rule at Talladega and Daytona for that exact reason.
1: Uh, Yeah. I don't understand why they're just allowed at this one racetrack to go wherever they want. Like, you watch them come through the dog leg, and somebody will just drive down to the motorhome lot in the infield and, like, grab a hot dog on their way through. I'm going to let just, them take
2: pit road next.
1: Yeah, and just come right back out on the racetrack, and they gain three freaking car lengths on somebody. Like, you're literally cutting the racetrack when there's a white line. Can we can we actually enforce track limits? We'll put grass there. They used to have it. <laughs> put put grass <laughs> there. It, it used to be there. Yeah, yeah. I'd
2: like to see they can put the astroturf like they do at uh, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte.
1: Yeah, Charlotte yeah. has it. so it tur-
2: doesn't hurt the car, but you get on it and you slide around.
1: Make them work for it. Don't say okay. You can you can encourage passing by cutting a full quarter of a mile out of the racetrack by driving down into this place. No. Stop it. Seriously, I hate it. All right. Anyway, Zane, Zane Smith swept the stages after starting on the pole and had to survive the hectic final 10 laps, which were pretty awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Including a four-wide scenario on the restart and, like we mentioned earlier, Ty Majeski trying to take the spot before spinning. The green-white checker dash between the Smiths uh, Chandler Smith and Zane Smith and Ben Rhodes... Are they related? No, I don't believe so. No. Uh, was They must w- be like Mario and Claude Lemieux. I think that is how it is. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, rather epic. And uh, Zane Smith was able to hold off the hard charge and a bump from Rhodes in the final corner to win the race and the title. And uh, I actually kind of like Zane Smith quite a bit as a racer. He's one of those guys who, earlier this year, he had a chance to win a race if he'd simply gone and just bumped somebody out of the way a la Ty Gibbs or something. And he didn't do it. And when he was asked by reporters, why didn't you do it? He said, well, um, I didn't want to race that way. I find it to be disrespectful.
0: Isn't it sad that Zane Smith shocks you? by not just him, but, you know, personally, but that it's shocking that a race car driver does the right thing on the racetrack. And it, that is sad. It, it, that's the shocking
1: moment. I like, and he does it. He's done it all year long where he was clean. Yeah. The whole year long. He just doesn't do that because he, uh, he abides to the code. You know, there's an unwritten code amongst a lot of short track racers and people who actually pay for their own equipment. And he abides to that code of respect.
0: Let me do. Let me do a remix here. A remix? Yeah. Let me do this.
1: All you kids watching right now, wanting to get to this level, do that. (laughs) We couldn't cut the "don't" out of it. Do that. Yeah. Um, It's just refreshing to see young kids like him actually abide by the code and bringing respect and discipline and decency back to racing because it needs to be there this is a dangerous game you need to have respect and if you don't respect the equipment then you're not respecting the people who are sitting in that equipment so you have to race with respect because you don't want it to be done to you
2: i mean that's a rarity in the truck series too especially for someone that came out of arca yeah Yeah, right
1: (laughs) especially for someone who came out of arca if I was racing against this kid and I knew that he doesn't race that way, I wouldn't do it to him. No.
2: Nah, race him clean.
1: Because I know that he doesn't do it to other people. That's the code. You know? I,
2: I've liked him since he came on the scene a few years back. He's just a solid driver, humble, hell of a fucking shoe.
1: <laughs> just and I'm so glad he got rewarded for it. You know, I'm so glad. Finally. He did. Because he has the talent and the and the discipline, and he's got the right mindset, and it's it's caught up with him finally. Well, we'll be well, keeping
0: he, up on him on silly season, especially hopefully he'll get a. a he has a ride.
1: Call. He has a ride lined up. Where's he going, Phil? I forget.
2: I don't remember.
1: I know I he's, going he's going. Think he's
2: going to the Xfinity series, isn't
1: he? Yes, I believe Zane Smith is going to the Xfinity series.
2: Here, hold on. Let me go to J-Ski's Silly Season page and go to the team chart for 2023.
1: Zane Smith to, uh, returns to NASCAR trucks in 2023. He adds part-time cup program. for Ah, front- wow, that's what it was. Yeah, he is going part-time cup with uh, Front Row, I believe. Let me see. Racer.com reported... That he's got uh, potential for some Xfinity starts and full-time trucks as well as potential cup starts. So he's kind of just piecing, you know, some starts in and out. So
2: it says Smith will return in 2023 full-time to the Front Row Motorsports number 38 Ford. He will also run the Daytona 500 for the team and Mm -hmm. potentially other cup and Xfinity races.
1: Yeah, so he's got stuff going on. I know he's dipping his toe into other stuff. So
2: he's he kind of reminds me of Jimmy Johnson in a way.
1: But just kind of uh, coming just out well of spoken,
2: and... not cocky, clean racer.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's, it, I forget where he came from precisely but uh, I know that he... I know he ran
2: super late models. He's from California.
1: I know he never made waves as being a a, dumb shit. You know what I mean? No. So I know he's he's always had the reputation of being a decent dude. So kudos to him. So I'm glad he got that done. All right. Xfinity Series Championship. We can go into that if you'd like. Oh, by the way, Zane Smith will enter 2023 Daytona 500. Yeah, I believe Phil touched on that. But, yeah, he's going to do it for FRM, so. All right, uh, Xfinity Championship. Ty Gibbs started pole and swept the first two stages. Uh, That sounds familiar, right? Lame. Because that's exactly what Zane Smith did. More on that later. Uh, (laughs) There was that big-ass wreck halfway through the race that involved a bunch of the former playoff drivers but not the current title contenders. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I'd mentioned. Does anybody else find it extremely coincidental that the top three series you always see the four championship contenders racing up front in a final race? We'd already talked about that because it happens every year, doesn't it? It does. It's every year. It's. I'm yep. like, I'm like, come on. It's not even like you're trying to hide it at this point. Um, let's see here. Anyway, Gregson and are put up a good fight, but uh, nobody was really going to beat Ty Gibbs because he was. You know, he had that extra two tenths on everybody else, especially when they had every opportunity to race him like he's raced others. Uh, nobody touched him. Sounds familiar. Ross Chastain. Um, <laughs> no one exacted. Martin Truex, Jr. <laughs> no one exacted revenge on Ty Gibbs when it counted. No one exacted it on Ross Chastain when they said they were going to, like, They talked a big game. No one ever really did. And nothing happened. They're all a bunch of pussies. Yes. They do nothing. So that means you can just keep doing it to them because they're not going to do it. I mean, I don't know what the problem is. Everybody got to die sometime, right? I mean, valid point. But they didn't. (laughs) They didn't. So Ty Gibbs ended up winning that race. And the championship, and at twenty years old, I forgot if he's one of the youngest champions in Xfinity Series history. Uh, I should mention. At least
2: he raced clean
1: this time. Does it seem bothersome to you? Good for him. That- one week he can do it. One week out. Of oh, year. I know. I'm I just know.
2: saying. Like,
1: I find I- it troubling that the pundits all jumped to social media to say, uh, to try to like back the kid up, basically yeah. saying, "Oh, well." He did it right, though. He did it right. And I'm like, well, he didn't do it right the whole fucking rest of the year. No, he didn't. But remember, only
2: one race matters now.
1: He would have have a week where he's a complete shitbag and wreck everyone in sight, win the race, and then do a donut right on their corpse, and then say, oh, well, I'm going to accept the consequences of my actions. I apologize, this and that. He'd be clean for a few weeks and then go right fucking back to doing the same stupid shit. Remember,
0: kids? Yes, he would. Remember, kids, if you have enough money... Uh, behind you, and enough resources, you can drive like a total complete shithead, make a fake apology, and then race one race, and no one will bat an eye or do anything to you. You'll get nope. away with it. Yeah, so you'll. There be you fine. go. Good lesson
1: for everyone. However, Sunday there was a very hectic situation just before the cup race as the newly crowned Xfinity champion Ty Gibbs, who was slated to run the 23 car for 2311 Racing, still filling in for Kurt Busch, who is retired now, essentially, was scratched from the lineup as he left the Speedway to attend to a, quote, family emergency. With the help of A.J. Allmendinger and colleague Racing and uh, manufacturer Chevrolet, 2311 was able to find a replacement driver in Daniel Hemrick. And I thought it was kind of awesome that they could come together and cross platforms with the manufacturers working together. And Toyota, at the end of the race, actually tweeted out and said thank you to Chevrolet for the help. And I thought it was really a, a really kind gesture on their, their part. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that
2: was. Not something you see very often anymore.
1: No, that does not happen very often. Uh, It was strange to everybody to hear of this situation, especially because there was no details or news. However, just before the pre-race ceremonies, an announcement came from Joe Gibbs Racing that stated that Ty Gibbs' father and JGR executive, Coy Gibbs, had passed away in his sleep the night before. The devastating news rocked the NASCAR community and cast a pall over the start of the Cup Series championship race. Coy Gibbs was 49 years old, the same age his brother JD was when he passed away a few years ago, unexpectedly. So I'm going to post the picture of the uh, family portrait in uh, Xfinity Series championship-like photos. Like, it's Ty, his mom, and his dad flanking him. I'm probably going to post that picture up on the uh, Instagram for this episode this week. Well, yeah, no, as, a, as somebody who's buried their father. All of us have. All of
0: us have. Yes. Uh, Yeah, there's, like, one of the few shittier feelings in the world that you can ever go through to do that. Especially
1: when the guy's only 49 years old. Could you do that at 20?
0: I'd no, have to, I'd
1: have to. Well, you got yeah, you have to. <laughs> but, but
0: I, was, I will
2: okay. say, I'm happy that Ty won the title because his father got to see him succeed, and I'm sure you both obviously know, and I know, the one thing a father always, really the only thing a father wants in life is to see their kid succeed.
1: Like this picture right here that I got. Of the championship on the front row.
2: That's an unbelievable photo. Like,
1: this one right here, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. That's literally like probably six hours before he dies. Which is strange, Un- isn't it? Unreal. He's standing there smiling next to his family. And that was probably taken quite late at night because they do the media long into the, you know, long into the nighttime hours. And like I said, he died overnight in his sleep. Are you saying it was murder? No. I mean, do you have a theory? Maybe. Well, I'd love to hear it.
0: Well, I mean, nothing bad about it, but I'm just saying, you know,
1: everybody's a conspiracy theorist at some point. So let's just throw one out there. Conspiracy realist. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. but hey, well,
0: if, if i if, but uh, you have to look at something like how was a healthy 49 year old man you know get a former college football player you know you know die in
1: peacefully in their sleep new no. who's profits from this it's not like he was a professional wrestler taking hits to the head with you know folding chairs every night and doing tons of steroids and Steroids. who profits most from this would you would say
0: you would have to say Joe Gibbs would profit more from it or Ty Gibbs would profit more from it because this is a point where Ty Gibbs is like the most unpopular driver in the whole entire sport, probably. He, the champion mm, that probably. really, really got booed and whatever. And he's trying to make a cup team, trying to make a cup ride. Tough to get sponsors line up. Didn't have one for Kyle Busch. That's Didn't true. have one for Kyle Busch, a monster that used to be in the cup series. Used to be a title sponsor, ain't doing it no more. They got Xfinity money now for that stuff. Yeah. So who would sponsor? Tie, who would sponsor the most? You know, the most unpopular driver in the NASCAR. Well,
2: Monster would. Uh,
0: they don't have Monster the, already does. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. they
1: I think they would. They don't
0: have the money though. So well, they only were take... sponsored Kurt Bush.
1: yeah, they were sponsoring Kurt Bush. I think Kurt they Bush would. was long is is long past his his bad boy. it was, he's loved and revered now. Well, yeah, but now they don't have to sponsor two different teams. They can just move on to one. and they no. were also sponsoring Riley Herbst, but now it
2: is one team anyway. yeah, you it see
1: would be. now you see when sponsorship goes
0: for fifteen to 25 million dollars and then there's all this revenue that comes in from merchandise and whatnot. I'm just saying, you know, you better go through that autopsy very well because everybody's got a price. Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe. I, in, I honestly, I don't believe in coincidence, people. So you're saying? I, I honestly feel like he at had the heart most for me overindulged. The most important <laughs> at the most lowest point of Ty Gibbs' career. Now he's going to get sympathy cheers. I'm thinking murder.
1: I've heard for worse reasons, let's be fair. Jesse's been listening to a lot of murder podcasts, I assume, lately. I don't believe in... (laughs) So are you saying that Joe Gibbs will never use the number 49? I don't think so. I probably wouldn't either.
0: That's too soon. Okay, that is too soon. I apologize for that one. But I'm just saying, I'm not accusing nobody. I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Uh let's while see. you pick
0: your jaws up off the floor.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to regroup from that one. Jesse's accusing people of murder over here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I still think it was just like everybody was saying, a heart attack.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um can happen to anybody. Headphones. I mean, again, it's it happens. Headphones. But it's okay. it's just weird that they're exceedingly mm, coincident. I don't think he's gonna use those, Jesse. He doesn't like the in ear ones. He'll Is probably in use in the ear? Yeah. Well, my kid's looking for headphones, and I'm trying to hook them up right now. Jess, why don't you hand me those, and I'll just hand them mine. How's that? Okay. Like I said, we don't edit these shows. Hang on. There you go. Take these. You're good to go. I can't hear if Phil's talking, so please bear with us while our technical difficulties continue. This is the second to last episode of the season, folks. What do you expect from us? Oh, I can hear, like, a safe hey, cracker Clint. now. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, Phil's... Rambling back. on? Yeah, that's all we're doing today, because I'm... Like I said, I apologize for the quality of this episode. No oh, one's for... going to listen anyway. I'm this exhausted, is... dude. <laughs> like, I'm so tired. Like, I just cannot think. <laughs> Are you seriously Googling Coy Gibbs murder? Yes. It's oh. Oh wait, that's his brother, Ty or JD. Long battle with degenerative heart disease? What? Really? Oh, neurological disease. I'm sorry. It wasn't a it wasn't a heart problem with JD Gibbs, it was the other thing. Anyway. Right.
2: I think this is going to have you're going to see a completely different Ty Gibbs next year.
1: Well, I mean, do you remember when guys like Eric Jones lost their dad? Oh, yeah. Uh, who was that kid who ran Xfinity stuff, and his dad was that casino guy? He ran, like, Rockstar Energy Cars. Bren- oh, uh, Dylan Kwasniewski? Kwasniewski, yeah. And then his dad committed suicide or something, and the kid just completely disappeared. He's a disappeared. banker now? Yeah, he does real estate or that banking. That wasn't suicide. was murder. Oh, more than likely. He was in the casino business. It was probably murder. That was no heart attack. <laughs> we need sounds from the Godfather and stuff. <laughs> These headphones are weird. Anyway. So, yeah, that is unfortunate news. Especially with the whole Gibbs family. I mean, that's just tragic. No, it's very tragic. That sucks. Very. I feel for him. Genuinely. I mean... Kid goes, at 20 years old, he has the best day of his life to the worst day of his life within literally less than 12 hours. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Even if I don't like the kid, I still feel bad for him. Anyway, so that moved on to a somber beginning to the Cup Series race, and uh, they had the whole moment of silence ahead of time and all sorts of stuff to honor him, and they threw a bunch of stuff together, interviewed some drivers. and That's uh, about when
2: I fell asleep.
1: <laughs> well, you had every right to because Joey Logano started on the pole and almost swept the first two stages. Again, sound familiar? Because the only reason he didn't win the second stage was because uh, Ryan Blaney did, but he finished second. So it's like he might as well have swept the two stages because truck series, they uh, Smith had won after one, all the stages, swept the whole thing after starting on pole. Same thing with Gibbs in the Xfinity race, started on pole, swept the stages. Joey Logano did basically the same thing. It was stupid. The only real controversy came from about 113 laps to go. Ross Chastain turned under Chase Elliott on the restart, Chase Elliott also turned left across his nose and spun into the inside wall, effectively ending Elliott's championship hopes. Intentional, or, un-
0: intentional or unintentional, which I think it's unintentional, funny, unintentional. Doesn't matter. Kill number 15. He's a triple ace. Triple ace on the
1: season. I didn't think he'd make it.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think it's triple ace. I
1: didn't think he'd make it, but I'm I guess he'll him a triple ace. We'll call him a triple ace this year. That's it. Ross Chastain, triple ace.
0: Don't give a fuck tour.
1: Was that his fifteenth? I think it was. I don't know. Jesse was keeping track. I'm I just was gonna... keeping
0: track for a while. I don't have my notes in front of me, but boy, it's close.
1: I'm just going to agree with you and say it was fifteen. Mm. But that what...
0: was definitely Chase's fault. Yes, it was.
1: Ross made a move. Chase turned into his bumper. Ross said, <laughs> "You know I'm better not than, lifting. You know better that... to block the one
0: car. What's wrong with you? Well, you that wasn't him.
2: even twenty percent Ross's fault.
1: <laughs> that was more like ten.
0: No, it wasn't his fault at all. No. I mean, you'd know better than to block the one car. It's stupid.
1: Well, he was on the <laughs> racetrack, Jess, so it has to be at least 20% his fault.
0: You sure? <laughs> I don't even think he was even that.
1: According to Jake's math, it's 20%. <laughs> the Jake's theory. We're going to go with that from now on. All right, so, yeah, he spun him across his nose just to absolutely like, put him in the inside wall, bent the toe link in it in the front. I think he had knocked the toe in, and uh, I think they lost a lap trying to fix it. They had a. They used a porta power. Yeah, they just pushed it right back into place. That's brilliant.
2: was it the toe link or the upper control arm?
1: It was one or the other. It doesn't really matter at this point. Whatever was bent, they fixed it. I didn't know if it was a tie rod that just got tacoed. I figured they were just gonna take that and just push it right back down into place or something. Who knows? But anyway, he. <laughs> They got it mostly Impressive it
2: didn't break.
1: I don't know how. Uh, But whatever. They got it fixed enough for him to continue. Obviously, it was still shit. But it was better than it was. So that effectively ended Elliott's championship hopes. Uh, Here was a weird moment. 45 to go. Michael McDowell came out of turn two and flat cleans out Alex Bowman in his return to racing. (laughs) Did anybody see that? That was awful. I don't know where the hell he was going. He came out of nowhere and just fucking cleans him out. Just absolutely bowling pins him. Just like, holy shit. Okay, this prompted... Are you mad at him, man? This prompted Jesse and I to ask each other if McDowell had been drug tested before the race, and maybe they should have checked him afterwards. Can you walk a straight line, sir? Put your arm out. Touch your nose, put this arm out, touch your nose. Say your ABCs
0: and start from Q.
1: Walk backwards on this line. (laughs) I can't do that sober. the,
0: The ABC
2: thing, a buddy of mine down here is a police officer and he pulled someone over under the suspicion of drinking and driving, went through that whole thing and asked him to say his ABCs backwards and the guy turned the fuck around and started saying the ABCs.
0: Z Y X No
2: he turned day. he physically he turned, turned around, around faced the opposite way yeah. and just went a b c d
1: <laughs> Oh okay backwards I like, get you it. start
0: backwards and then go a and f- it's a Florida Z- b, c, d. Florida
2: man does exist I'm Florida man backwards. turns
0: 360 degrees uh. and walks away <laughs> that's, it.
1: that's brilliant That's that's I love birthday. that that's great These people vote yeah, but at least they vote for the right guy. Fair. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, let's move on. It's an accident, uh, Daddy
2: DeSantis. They're accidentally right.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 trying to adhere to the Hatch Act, so I'll keep moving on here. Uh, okay, drug testing, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, Brad Keselowski proves that NASCAR has yet to fix the random fire issue as he burst into flames and came to stop on track. <laughs> the year of the fire continues it's a
0: he was fire.
2: he wanted the fuck out of that thing really quickly
1: well that smoke is probably awful it's probably all oh, that. God. it's probably tire rubber smoke it's probably foam it's probably the all this glue ac-
2: and composites
1: it's probably it's probably like worse than a house he's fire. got lung and pancreatic cancer now yeah he's got all the it's cancer awful. now That's just awful yeah. shit i just got life to- cancer <laughs> he's got cancer in the ass. He owns his own team. That's life cancer at this point.
2: Cancer of the cancer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh let's see here. Joey Logano had lost the lead for a little bit, but he regained it with thirty to go. Ryan Blaney had ran down Logano, but did not pass his teammate for the lead. Anybody else notice that? You think yeah. was, I don't think there was team orders. I think it was just Ryan trying to be a good teammate. Well, I
0: think it was team orders from the night before. It could have very well right been or right before the race. Yeah. Duh. It obviously yes, it could have been. He was trying to be a good teammate. What do you want him to do, you know? But Ryan, if,
2: Ryan Blaney was like the new puppy following its owner around all race. He was right on his freaking back bumper but never left.
1: Yeah, he just I think he just wanted to be Yeah, He
0: was Iceman to Joey Magano's Maverick.
1: Maverick. (laughs) Maybe a little sword fight later. I don't know. (laughs) On the beach volleyball court.
2: We won! Ding, ding, ding.
1: Yeah. Uh, It was Top Gun references. Anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, let's see. Ross Chastain was fast at the end and making up time, but there was no way he was ever going to catch them without a caution. Uh, Joey Logano spent all but one single lap in the entire race ahead of his fellow point contenders. All but one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All week long he was confident that you know, he had an extra two weeks off and
1: basically they had an extra two weeks off to all prepare this for this to one go race. In
0: the simulator and
1: they he knew this that is, he was the first uh, one into well locked in, right? Yeah. So they spent the whole time not caring about the next two races. They spent their time preparing a single car and being on the simulator literally nonstop to prepare for it. And guess what? He would win and pick up his second. He got championship. the pole, dominated the race, and won the title. So there you go. That's that exciting
0: it's- stage racing that, and, and uh, <laughs> that's the exciting stage racing and what is it? The chase playoffs, champ- playoff whatever championship
1: that we all hope for. It was boring. Let's be fair. <laughs> Is really there a one-eight
2: hundred number for people who used to hate Joey Logano but are starting to like him? Yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's called six one one. Is that the new suicide hotline? Yes. <laughs> Is it to help you commit it or to stop you from committing it? Where's the one to help you commit it? Nine one one?
2: I don't know brent <laughs> i said this to you the other day i feel like watching some of these guys like i never used to like denny hamlin uh never like jeff gordon or teddy christopher or any guys like that jimmy johnson i wasn't even a dale jr fan and as they've matured and gotten older oh, i, I find myself cheering for them
1: oh, 988 That's oh is it 988 yeah okay the new suicide hotline whatever Jess, I don't think we need to prevent it. I think we need to enable it. What's that number? Oh, there we go.
2: Dr. Kevorkian's (laughs) number?
1: No, just call 911 and say that you're a specific color and you have a gun and they'll come help you. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) not going to touch it. Sorry.
1: I'm punchy. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. All right. So next week, there's obviously no racing. Nothing is going to be going on for another 100 days or so. Enjoy the cold weather. Enjoy not having racing. But there is racing. so if you really miss it, you could go on there and do that, I suppose. You could practice riding a wall at Martinsville like Ross Chastain. I haven't actually tried it yet. It's doable. By the way, I wanted to press uh, just push this little thing towards everybody in the Connecticut region where we're from. Obviously, tomorrow, if you have a cell phone, you've gotten about 18 text messages telling you who to vote for from spam numbers. Uh, So, you're going to get one from me. Now, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I'm going to tell you that um, I sent many messages and letters to our local Connecticut senator. Uh, What's his name? (laughs) Senator Fuckhead. Uh, No, the other guy, the one that was tried to save the sub-base there. Courtney? Joe Courtney, that's it. I sent him many messages trying to get him and his constituents to support the RPM Act, which if you don't know what the RPM Act is, we covered it on the show. It's basically a way to stop the government from trying to regulate race cars and modifying cars. Courtney made it a point to write me back and say that he stood with his party line on it And that he doesn't want to support the act. So, racers, he does not support the RPM Act or your right to basically own a race car or convert street vehicles and dedicated race cars and motorsports and stuff like that. uh, And the sale of, like, parts for off-road use, basically. So, I just wanted to send that information out so that you could have an informed vote from someone who actually has had contact with a local senator just putting that out there <laughs> like i said i have that problem in florida i didn't that's a national act it's not a connecticut thing i know but
2: i'm saying that you don't have people that you contact here saying they won't vote for it i guarantee you they would
1: yeah well
0: he doesn't well then you you people better keep your stuff together and knock that shit out yeah
1: okay we good so just let me just let you know when this when this comes out it'll be voting day and uh, if you listen this far
0: the scary thing about Joseph McCarthy wasn't that he was wrong but actually he was right and didn't realize how right he was look it up you have a nine point five ounce lie buster in your pocket and there's the truth about Joseph McCarthy about it there's plenty of it so look that up knock Here's that shit off leave it home. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need this shit you don't want to go to cannibal Island no
1: anyway, I don't think I got any more notes I'm just I've been babbling for what two hours I honestly Holy have crap we're, we're gonna, gonna do it in under two hours how many has it been hour forty thank God we're we can yeah get out of, uh all right we should just wrap this damn thing up because. We can't ramble anymore. I've done enough rambling. I sound enough like an idiot. All right. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at making laps podcast, Facebook.com slash making podcast. Send us some feedback, would you please to making laps podcast at gmail.com uh, you can also have your voice heard, and we would play your voicemail if you send one in to anchor.fm slash laps. You can do it from a cell phone. It's real easy to do. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at gleason one You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Gleason. I have some interesting stuff coming up there with my race car. Trust me, I actually am putting content out. You can find Phil at...
2: At PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.
1: All right. And you can find Jesse nowhere on this show for the next, well, this week and next week. And then uh, eh, we'll probably be back next year.
0: You won't see me because hold on, I'll, hold be on, hold a, on. I'll be in a big I'll tell you where you can road. find me at.
1: Where can we find you at?
0: You can find me at getting a few Pokemon booster
1: boxes on Christmas. Well, you hope so. Boy, how do we end the show, by the way? Please do it nice. Or else Peter I'll tell Santa it. not to get those cards. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm no, kidding. No, I wouldn't you. tell Santa that. That's just mean. Just be nice. That's all you got to do. Keep the don't friends. Thank you for listening. Okay, I'll tell him to get you extra cards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Again, I appreciate it.